That's only the first of many that they won't understand what we're saying. Oh, that's how much you're writing down of things we don't know? Just yeah, the well, things you don't understand. Captain Kangaroo? That no, they won't get that yeah, one. They won't get sure. Captain Kangaroo. Who is Captain Kangaroo? Have you ever heard of Captain Kangaroo? They're going to edit this and it'll Have be about saved? two minutes Have you long. ever heard? No. I Captain Kangaroo? So. Right? Anyone else? Okay. I think Ryan's just saying that now. So. Look, Sage He's should not, write them all down. She'll have a Google list. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be Googling everything. What is Captain Kangaroo? You probably need to do that to really know how far off base the two of us are. Yeah. Yeah. Do some research. You'll have to research. 60s it, right? and for me, the yeah. 50s and for me, the 80s. The 80s. Eight- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know who the Cookie Monster is? Yes. Oh, All right. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Somebody. Yes. We're, in, we're in the yes. same generation. So I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of conversation today with you guys that half of it goes over my head because I am not from the same era as you. <laughs> but that is okay. Times two or three. <laughs> it's just a millennium or era. It's not from the same millennium as <laughs> what generation are. it is right now. Uh, so, yeah, why don't you guys give a brief introductory? Um, we're with Gary Atkins and Steve Neal. And um, you guys have done many different things here at Newsbomb, I believe, right? Um, but lately, you've just been maybe cleaning up the place. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> A little <of> that. <laughs> Very much. Very much so. So I, I'm excited to be educated about, yeah, what what a day in the life of Gary and Steve is. Um, I'm hoping maybe after this you might get walkie-talkies so that way when there's an emergency, I can... Um, just directly buzz you. They've, they've tried that a few times. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're too heavy to carry. Uh, We've got keys. And, yeah. we, and we lose things. That's yeah. expensive <laughs> too. Yeah. So how long have you guys been on the maintenance side of Newsbomb? Well, I'm, what am I finishing my... Well, we need to hear more than that. She wanted to know about you first, uh, how you got uh, here. and Well, the, the, I think if you tell them your you history, cats. then the interview will be done. <laughs> Over. Yeah. No. So how did I get here? I, I, I've I had a career that's been in different areas, you know, for many years. I was in hospital administration. Okay. And then I moved into manufacturing um, then I owned my own business for a few years, mm-hmm. you know, contracting, cons- construction. Okay. And um, actually, that's how there's two ways I came to News Mom. Mm-hmm. One was Cicely and I, my wife, we were the cleaners for News Mom since oh. January 1st of 2000. Okay. And for years, we cleaned the business. And um, Cicely started working here three months prior to us when I started 2013 I believe Mm -hmm. and um, at the time it was when they were making the move to the new building well having a connection here they asked me to help with the setup of the new building as a contractor you know so I was just contracted help getting the shop and everything set up for the new uh, facilities and at the time Phil Breaker was here and he mentioned uh, maybe you know, maybe we need a, a facilities person, mm-hmm. you know, to do a lot of different things. Um, he asked me, you got a resume? Could you give me that? And so I gave him a resume because I that would that was very appealing to me. Yeah. And they looked into it at the time and decided that um, just moving down here, brand new facility, they weren't sure that they had a need for that position at the time. Yeah. But since he took a look at my resume and had seen where I'd been and some of the experiences, he said, would you be interested in working in operations? And mm-hmm. I said, no, I, I'm sitting at a desk and, you know, that's just not my thing. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I was here, you know, here for two or three months at that time. And a couple of weeks would go by and Phil would say, hey, are you would you be interested in coming yeah. into operations? And that went on for a, l- a little bit. Yeah. And what ended up happening is as much as I wanted to continue what I was doing, 
the um, they decided they didn't need the facilities position at that time and winter was coming and I didn't have any work really lined up mm. and the offer was still there for operations so that's how I started in operations and um, five years went by I was in operations I was a load planner a driver manager an account manager yeah. you know kind of got a feel for all the facets of that and then um, and then five years went by and the place kept growing and uh, Brent decided that the time was for a facilities manager, someone to just work on facilities. And he came to me and said, would you be interested? And I said, yeah, I'll be at the interview. <laughs> and uh, and then that's when I started. So I've been okay. doing it. I, I can't remember if it's coming up on three or four years that I've been doing it. So it's okay. been a little while. It's been a real whirlwind because we've been growing the entire time yeah. we started doing yeah. it. So, so um, I'm so curious, like the trend in um, – like how much toilet paper we used when you started versus like how much now? <laughs> it's a very important commodity here. <laughs> the volume is pretty good. We have stacks of it, you yeah. know, on pallets. Yes, yeah, stored away. In pallets? Well, yeah. We, we with COVID and everything else, we're ahead of the game. We want to be proactive in that yeah. area. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was a specific question someone else was wondering. I, I see. didn't. Oh. I didn't pull that. It's not on the forefront of my my head. We'll so. try to get a count and get back to you. So that. we're not going to implement the bring your own from home policy then. Well, we've got enough. I think we would have a lot of emergencies if yeah. we did that. Yeah. yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Well, I'm amazed at your background. I yeah. thought you were just a janitor. So. Well, in that <laughs> and and throughout that, I've always been doing construction. I've worked okay. for a plumber on the side, an electrician on the side. My brother is a contractor. Mm -hmm. We've been building homes since I can remember yeah so i've always had construction as yeah. a thread through everything i've done yeah. so so outside it, of like office like you're still doing construction on the side right now well or? now i have so much here i'm pretty wore out when yeah. i get home but but i do i still mow lawns on the side and, yeah. and you were here yeah. at what time last night <laughs> I, I was here around 8 30 last <gasps> night yeah. yeah i left Why? around left we had a little couldn't get a door closed so we figured we'd come and fix that real quick you know it's kind of important to have the the do doors, doors closed mm -hmm. yeah and locked when not Ooh. a whole lot of people are around so, so that ha like stuff like that just kind of pops up and happens all the huh? time all the time yeah. yeah yep yeah so but that's about it good that's gary Next. Yeah. have you done anything no in your I, life not much no i um i was born and raised here in bloomington okay. uh never did go very far um was in spite of what most people think of me now, I was a very, very shy person. Oh. Uh, never dated at all in high school. Um, I met Avis, my wife, the summer that I graduated. Mm -hmm. uh, we went together six months and got married and have been married, it will be 51 years wow. uh, this coming okay. December. Uh, so just a side note, both of your wives have also Worked well, here. Avis worked here before, yep. and your wife still currently That's works here. That's correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I tell people that Avis was the first girl I ever dated, and Avis says she'll be the last girl I ever date. <laughs> okay. She's, she's stuck to it for 50 years. Yeah. It's amazing. Pretty good. Um, but I've done a few things in my life. I've My goal in high school was to graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. I was only the second person in my family to graduate from high school in wow. all those years. Uh, my daughter was the first person to graduate from college in our whole extended family. Yeah. Um, but have worked at a candy factory, have worked at a box factory, have worked at a tire fa uh, factory that manufactures tires. But all my life, all I wanted to be was a truck driver. That's, that was my goal. I didn't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an Indian chief or SpongeBob or anything. An you know Indian who SpongeBob chief. is? You know who SpongeBob yes, is? Yes, I know who okay. SpongeBob is. Okay, check it. Um, and so, uh, I always wanted to be a truck driver and a friend of mine from high school had trucks. And so we went, uh when I was working at Bridgestone Firestone, they went on strike and I left there and took a job with my friend, drove for a couple of years, would drive by Nussbaum Trucking when we were a little farther south here on Main Street all the time because we uh, hauled out of an elevator over here. And we used to drive by that place and I said, how in the world could anybody drive for that outfit? Because the trucks that we had were pretty old and pretty worn out. And then I found out how much Nussbaum paid and what their benefits were. And I thought, i got to go put an application in. <laughs> and so that was like in September of 1978 oh. is when that was. And I worked part-time for them until January of 79 and then got on full-time mm. and was here 
as a driver for a little over 22 years. Wow. And then uh, Phil Breaker, who was the operations manager at the time, asked me if I wanted to come into the office. And uh, I said, well, I don't know why you would want me in the office. I don't even know how to turn a computer on, let alone operate a computer. And he said, well, he said, don't worry about that. We'll teach you how to turn it on. We want your expertise as a driver to relate to the drivers. Yeah. And so I came into the office and was a um, driver manager for 18 years. And, and then had decided that it, it was beginning to be a little too stressful uh, for what I wanted it to be. Yeah. And I asked if there's anything else, because I was old enough at that time I could have retired, but yeah. I, I wasn't ready for that yet. And I said, is there anything else that I could do around here? Um, and Steve and I had, you know, chit-chatted ever since Steve was the cleaner of the office down in the other building. Yeah. And he knew I was just as particular as he was about picking things up. And so I asked Steve if he needed any help, and he said, yes, I do. Um, and I thought that meant for the job. Yeah. Both. So anyway, so they kindly offered me a position with Steve, and I've been out there for about two years. So this is working on my 42nd year here at Newsbomb. Wow. So wow. hopefully there will be a few more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I've got you. have your way. I won't get to retire I, until you do. I've got him lined up for at least 15 more years. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's who we are. and. Or who I am anyway. Yeah. One daughter. You have? I have three children. Okay. Two daughters and a son. Okay. San Diego, Chicago, and here in town. Okay. And where's where's your daughter? Misty lives in Funks Grove. She's a uh, teacher in Hayworth, Illinois. Okay. So. Aww. Do your kids know each other? No. No. Your three kids don't know each other? Oh. oh. They're getting to know each other. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, I, that question confused me. <laughs> uh, do you guys do stuff together outside of work? There's no time because we're always working. Um. No, we, we, we've talked about it. We, uh, when Avis retired, we were thinking, well, we'll, we'll get catch together, a, catch a dinner, you know, here or there. Yeah. But the truth of it is, Cicely is so busy with taking care of her parents when yeah. she's not at work. She's, she's really not in town yeah. a lot. So we don't do a lot outside of work and mm -hmm. taking care of her parents. Okay. So, at, you know, someday down the road, we'll have some free time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she hates leaving Steve alone at the house. You know how things can get messy and stuff like that. So she, Steve got a dog, Walt. So they, Walt they got kind of, me a dog. Well, <laughs> somebody to watch Steve while there's nobody there. That's right. So, so, so all my all my free time is, is with Walt. Yeah. I mean, it, it truly is. The, my brother had asked me about doing something else the other day, and I said, yeah, I'll get back to you. Well, three days had went by. And I realized that I hadn't called him back. And I, it was while I was walking Walt. Yeah. So I called him. I said, hey, what day is it? Oh, I'm sorry I didn't call you, but this is why. Because yeah. all my free time is with Walt. <laughs> Very much so. Gary hears about him all the time. Uh, Good dog. <laughs> okay. Well, I have some, some questions here, right? Because um, I asked the office for some help with this specific exchange. What happened because... to the glasses? Oh, They're yeah. Bothering. Can't see with the glasses just... on. Yeah, I just. <laughs> she's afraid. When of how I she looks. when I move from marketing to the maintenance crew, I will then <laughs> wear these glasses. But that day is going to be a while. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so Steve, we were wondering, how do you know the Undertaker from WWE wrestling? <laughs> well, I I knew the Undertaker before he was the Undertaker because he start he he's originally from Texas. Okay. And somehow he landed in my hometown of Watsika when he was a young I uh, he must have been 21 or yeah. so and he was he was pursuing a career in wrestling. Well, we actually had a fellow in town his name was Brad Davis who wanted to get into promoting wrestling. Okay. So somehow he came to town and this is back when they were doing wrestling events mm -hmm. at junior high schools and everything yeah. i mean they build the ring and and fill the stands and and when he came to town he was mean mark <laughs> this that was his his character name i didn't work better answer that could be an emergency it's Who's my daughter tell her you're on a podcast right now <laughs> hello yes do we have some background music yes that we could play are you okay while, while this is going on oh yeah, I'm recording a podcast right now. 
you, you're on it. You want me to put you on speaker? <laughs> all right, I just will have a cookie break while all this is going on. Say, uh, what's yeah, that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. Cookie, cookie, everyone. Uh, the, the crew don't know. Okay, so okay. Just have them I will call you back. Bread and water. All right, bye-bye. So much for our technical crew yeah. having it down right with the phone will ring. Kyle, K Y L E. I'm good. Um, where were we? Oh, Mean Mark. Yes. Mean Mark comes to Watsika. And my younger brother actually was friends with the promoter fella in town. And a group of his friends, uh, they were all uh, involved in sports and they liked to hang out. Well, when this started, he got to know mark and he would mark would hang out with my brother well back when we lived in watsika there we had an open door at home my mom was always feeding friends and and things like that so mark not knowing anybody didn't have a whole lot of friends didn't have a whole lot of money at the time was living in the bonaire hotel which is a few rooms above a theater in town um so he'd come by for supper (laughs) <laughs> one time he had to leave early and my mom's five foot nothing she was five foot nothing and you know mean mark is six foot nine 350 or oh. 400 great big man and uh he had to take his supper with him well he never returned the plate and fork and my mom always joked that if she ever got a hold of him she was mm-hmm. going to body slam him till he returned the plate and fork <laughs> but that's how i met him okay and then he went on to be commando got pretty popular and the next thing you know he's the undertaker on tv you know just wow. just a character bigger than life yeah and did you ever get the plate and fork back no but we're still pursuing it i <laughs> i saw a documentary on him and he's got some storage units down in texas Ooh. with all his and it's in one of them. i bet i bet it's i bet it's one of his prized yeah. possessions yeah. so yeah i'm yeah. gonna pursue it a little bit more when i have some time wow that's crazy yeah. how did you re- you just met him yeah but, friends yeah or? my brother just brought him by and okay. you know we he was just a normal guy but just enormous yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man um well we were wondering also um what is the clubhouse here at new Spom? the clubhouse gary i don't know unless they're talking about the container that could be that's what? yeah well we keep it locked can we say anything about it <laughs> They can see it out there, I guess. I guess so. Well, it, it's just important to us. We have all of our vital uh, supplies, um, resting area. No, Instruments. That's not, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a so go- it's a shipping container. It is. It it's is. your clubhouse. Sort of. Yeah, I guess so. We, we, it's we're, been everywhere. To China. That's true. Taiwan. It's just been all over. Well, in this construction project, we're, we had to move them. So we're, we don't have electricity back in them yet. But once that is hooked up, the then it, TV will, then be it will truly become a clubhouse. That's okay. correct. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about where is your office or where has it been? <laughs> well, where well, hasn't it well, been let's would see, be a better question. Let's see, a month, month ago or so, it was a, a stack of pallets out in the parking lot. Right. Oh. But now it is. Well, now we have the old IT office where uh, Doug Nepp used to have his office. Uh, Yeah. Steve, you know, Steve does a lot of things well, and begging is one of the things that he does very well. And he begged to have a place so he wouldn't have to do business because he has to call um, contractors, uh, service providers, people that we need things ordered from and tracked down and stuff like that. And when you're doing it outside and there's jackhammers going and the wind's blowing, you know, People think, well, who is this guy anyway? Uh, so anyway, we've had it uh, in the shop office for a while, and they hired enough people that there's no room there anymore, so he kept moving. When he first got here, you never told him. When you first came and they gave you, it was a folding table. In the old office. In the old office was his desk. There wasn't room for him anywhere. So Aww. that's kind of been his pattern throughout his entire employment. I believe yeah. there's pictures of that, too. Somewhere. Probably is yeah. somewhere, yeah. yes. And so... Uh, 
we finally, he finally asked if we could have, because it wasn't being used, the old IT office, so that he could have a place that he could call in private and, uh, you know, make the, make the business calls that he needs to make. So it's nice now. Very well, nice. Yeah. And, and I was just looking for, for us to have a place, just a, just a countertop space. Yeah. And Doug Bradle was nice enough when I asked him, he's like, uh, we don't have any plans right away for that area. And since you're doing it, why don't you just use the office so you can have some privacy? It, it was a dream come true. Aww. So, yeah, we, we moved right. I think we moved yeah. in within 15 yeah. minutes. So. 15 minutes? <laughs> it, it was a priority well, right and away. We have, seeing as the new buildings are done now and some of the furnishings from the old building yeah. uh, they're wanting to get rid of, and the two most comfortable chairs in this entire campus are those little orange round back chairs. Yeah. And we grabbed those out of storage and put them in IT and, and then an end table that's all going to be auctioned off with the proceeds to go to charity. But we've got them set up as our waiting room now. So people that want to see Steve have to set out in that waiting room until he's ready for them. And Do they since, have to take a number? Well, we thought about that, but... I don't know if that'd be a waste of paper if I wrote numbers on those little yellow That's sheets. That's true. And since yeah. the chairs are so comfortable, they don't mind waiting for a they long time. They get to the chair and yeah. usually don't go any farther. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. really need to see them. No. Uh, they forget why they're there. Yes. Wow. Well, yeah, you guys are honestly, like, you're the people that come when there's an emergency, right? So um, one time I remember I was walking outside and, uh, tragic day, um, I found a dead bird. Oh, I thought you saw Brian fall off his bicycle oh. or something. I thought, oh my gosh, there's another witness. <laughs> no. That's also this documented. This was more tragic than oh, that. More tragic. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you helped save the bird. You moved the bird. Um, and what, what other kind of emergencies have you guys ran into over the Boy. years at New Spawn? Well, unfortunately, a lot of them are about plumbing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it usually involves spillage. And oh, no. Yes, and uh, some things like that. Boy, I can't so even... what happens, like, if you run into, a, like, a dirty situation like that? Do you just get to go home the rest of the day, or? No. No. No, no you just, you, one of the things that, that to do this kind of a job is you've got to not be afraid to do anything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> The last before Mr. LaHood came, it, we they found it necessary that we clean the ceiling of the shop. Yeah. Because in eight years, with all the soot from the our yeah. trucks and and dust and grinding and everything, cobwebs. They're just full of cobwebs, mm -hmm. and so they found a lift that was just barely tall enough to get up there if you extended Not it all the way out Not, well and if you're six three yeah I, I wasn't quite tall enough yeah. so yeah. so gary's he volunteered me to go crown. out wow and i'm not especially i'm not totally terrified of heights but i have this real respect for heights that you put heights and gravity together there could be a tragic end to it but uh so we did that and it's you just got to do it yeah uh, um you know if there's a toilet pl uh plugged up or or if there's something that's just terrible somebody's had an accident and been sick or something you just have to go do it and know that's, that's your right. job right uh, when you're through you wash your hands or you have gloves on and that's right we, you know we have gloves we have certain apparel that we, we we put on special suits for things before we have had uh, a trailer in an accident <laughs> that carried gaylords great big huge gaylords of finely ground coal that they would use in a uh, power plant That's right. to burn is what they would use it for. And it got hit and everything got smashed and so they got broke. So we had to figure out a way to get this coal off this trailer and then repackage it so that we didn't have to buy it all to pay we for could. the damages. And Steve went out and bought us great big huge respirators that weighed about 10 pounds and these white coverall suits that we put on ourselves to get out there. And Do you have pictures of that? I don't, I don't know. Think so. I, There's a yeah, lot of stuff that we've done that it's probably good we don't have pictures. That, absolutely. But he absolutely. didn't buy shoes, and my shoes got filthy, and my socks got filthy. And, mm. but and there, there are days when I know what we're up against, so I will bring an extra shirt or something. And to that point, uh, if you notice, Gary, are pretty, we're, Gary and I are pretty bright today with our yes. shirts on. And when I was walking towards the studio, everybody was giving me funny looks because they didn't know if that was exactly me or not because there wasn't grease. And yes, that's why I usually wear a black shirt. I wanted to look like you for the for the interview today, but I usually wear black shirts because I'll have grease all over my belly and grease all over the arms, and you can't see it on a black shirt. That's right, but he so, doesn't he look good in red? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then that way I can wear that one shirt the whole week. That's true. Yeah, and he does. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> 
Aww. So um, what's been one of, what's been something that's really been sobering in your job? Like the other day I saw you guys um, went and investigated an accident that happened in our mm-hmm. property. Do you have any other moments that have just been like, wow, this is hard? I'll tell you, I, Gary and I talk about, I think, a lot of personal things, too, mm-hmm. when we're doing our work. And uh, I was telling him the other day, I'm not sure exactly what we even talked about, but yeah. I was telling him, you know, for, for all the trials you have in life, I got it made. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've had a great life and, and I've got it easy. Yeah. And I think the, the being on the prayer group, yeah, you hear all the things that some families are going through and it just i that's very humbling and just i it's a thing where i go boy i'm blessed you know so as as much as we have to deal and we've had some emergencies some people sick and um we've had we we had a stranger that intruded one time and that was kind of dicey we weren't sure what the fellow was up to we have some of the nicest looking state-sponsored restrooms in the entire state because we've had people stop here before thinking this when it was just a single building they're thinking it was a state rest area because it looks like a lodge and they came in the front door and wanted to know where the restrooms were and that was before we had the doors locked i think i i don't and they directed them to the restroom and they go do you know these people and we come to find out they just thought it was a rest area and they apologized on the way out yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that so, makes a lot of sense yeah and we've helped Stranded motorists mm-hmm. get going again and those kinds of things. So. Jump start cars yeah. and push people out of snow and yeah, just Aww. different things like that. So, yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, speaking of different trials, um, the other day I found out that you are somewhat of a poet and um, you shared with me. It was Did she say somewhat? Of a poet, she oh. couldn't have just said poet. She Aww. said she, com- she compared you to Robert Frost. You just didn't hear that. It was supposed to be like a humble like thing, oh. you know. At least she didn't say kind of a poet. Uh. <laughs> yes. So yes, East you East are East. a poet, yeah. and you, you shared with me um, a sea of fear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to tell us a little bit about about that poem and, and what was going on? Well, I have never was good in school. I mean, I'm a C and a D kind of guy. If I got a B, it was in home ec when we made them little pizzas out of biscuits. Um, But uh, I never was much of a writer or anything like that. And all of a sudden, in church one day, I had part of a poem come to me. And I wrote the poem down and shared it with my wife and saved it. And and all of a sudden, I got, it was like, if I would shut up long enough, God would give me a poem Mm -hmm. about something. And I have probably 150 poems now, something like that, mostly from a male Christian point of view and the struggles that male Christians go through. Well, the particular one you're talking about, Sea of Fear, uh, we had, um, Avis hadn't been feeling well. And so she thought, well, I need to go maybe get checked out, see what's going on. So she went in to the doctor, uh, to her lady doctor, and found out she had a tumor. And the tumor was the size of a grapefruit, mm. okay? Well, I'm the kind of guy that kind of has his fingers on everything. I have yeah. control of what's going on in my life, and I pretty much, you know, run run the ship. Yeah. And so um, this really threw me for a loop, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I could lose Avis. Because at this point, I'd never thought about that before. Life is life, and you live it and enjoy it. Yeah. And so she went and to, to the uh, doctor, and the doctor says, yeah, it needs to come out. We need to get, get it out of there. So I'm sitting in the waiting room of the hospital while she's in for surgery, mm-hmm. you know, probably as down as I'd ever been in life because I had no control over anything. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't a big prayer at that time, you know, and I didn't know what to do. Well, all of a sudden, here come in four or five of our friends who sat down in the waiting room and waited with me the entire time the surgery was going on, you know. And I'm sitting there thinking of this poem as I'm writing it. Mm. And it's a poem about a man who's a captain of a ship and he's in charge and he knows how to do this thing and all of a sudden a wave hits him and knocks him off his ship and he thinks he's dying and mm-hmm. doesn't know what he can do to get out and at the end of the poem it talks about a lifeboat filled with friends picks mm-hmm. him up out of the water and that's what this group of people did to me so oh. so it had kind of a personal connotation but yeah um, is connotation the right word it sounds good to okay, me thank you yeah 
So. Yeah. So what what ended up happening with after the surgery? And oh, they got it out. It was a benign tumor um, that women have sometimes, I guess. And so okay. and Ava said, "Let's go for a yeah. walk." And then after that, she turned mean. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, it was it was all good, and and yeah. it was one of those things that you didn't really know it was there yeah. until she went and had herself checked and it was good that she had it taken care of. So yeah, yeah we've both been pretty healthy most of our lives. So we've been very fortunate there. Yeah. Wow. wow. You know, Gary mentioned that he wasn't much of a student. Now I've been working with him for a couple three years, really closely now. And I know he's enjoyed his career. He's wanted to drive that truck, but I can tell you right now, there isn't a thing he can't do. He, he has an engineering mind, when we, yeah, when, when we, when we're not sure exactly how to fix something, he just dives right in yeah. and we figure it out. But, but I, I've been with him enough to know how his mind works yeah. and he is one sharp cookie. I think you'd get an A if you went back to school Well, I don't right know about now. that, but I know I tell my wife, she'll ask me to fix something at home and I am very timid about fixing something because if I break it worse than what it is, mm. then it's broke. And here... I'm willing to try almost anything. Okay. And if I break it, Steve knows a guy's number. He <laughs> come and fix it. When, when he, when he told me that, I was shocked. He's told me that. Yeah. And I was shocked. I'm like, I, I can just see him at home just fixing everything. Yeah. But if something's wrong, he just dies right. When he told me that, I took a step back. I'm like, that's not you here at work. Yeah. Well, Avis because he's I not can, afraid of anything. Avis you know? thinks I can fix anything. But he, well, I'm not so sure. Well, I yeah, can. because she doesn't have to pay you as that's much exactly as she has other individuals. Exact, you, you try this, Gary. If it doesn't work, then we'll call Steve. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, um, there was someone that wanted to ask, um, specifically you, Gary, but I think it'd be a question for both of you. Okay, you go first, Steve. What makes a successful career? You go I got to go first? Do you yeah. Guys, oh, um, yeah. Why don't you guess? It's, could you think who asked the question? Oh. Maybe that's even harder no. to answer. Okay. <laughs> it's Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> Gosh, that guy asked some weird questions. <laughs> I thought it was going to be another Michael Jordan question uh, and see where the answer to that came uh, from. Um, what makes a successful career? I, I would say a career that you do something that you enjoy. Mm. Uh, that can be a lot of different things because you can enjoy almost any job and you can hate almost any job. And a lot of that comes from your internal attitude. One of the things that when I uh, came into the office as a driver manager, in my head, I thought, well, I'm really not qualified to do this, but if I can help somebody mm. to do their job by my experiences, I tell people I know how to back a semi because I went down so many wrong streets mm. that you better <laughs> learn how to back to get yourself out of this. But I thought if I can do that, um, it would be it would be a beneficial to the people that I'm working with. Yeah. Part of the problem that I had with that job of being a driver manager is people that don't like their job. Mm. You know, people that they're driving a truck because it pays well. Uh, I've got some decent equipment here, but I really don't want to work. And, you know, we kid each other about being a generational thing. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> about it being a generational thing that the younger generation doesn't know how to work. Yeah. Um, but that's not true. They work differently than our generation mm -hmm. work. I can remember my mom saying, I'm lazy, and I'm sure that her yeah. mom told her that she was lazy. Yeah. But it's hard when, when you don't like your job, mm. when you're doing it just because you need a paycheck, and you're going to go through life in jobs like that. I'm Absolutely. sure Steve has had those that, oh, I just dread. I mean, you used to drive a couple hours to work every day, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's hard in the summer and winter. Brian never offered him a ride, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> it's a real good thing. I don't own a helmet. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. But if, if you enjoy what you're doing, it makes life so much easier. Still going to be hard days. It's yeah. still going to be days you scratch your head and go, I should have called in sick yeah. today, yeah. which I'm really saying that for today. Oh, we, oh, we, called in oh. we got other things to do. You're yes. not leaving. Okay. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's what I would Enjoying think su uh, successful careers. And that can be at many different things. You know, uh, you can be a, you can be a fireman and then you can be a truck driver and then you can, you know, do something else with your career. If you yeah. want. Mm -hmm. But would you suggest like giving each one, you know, the, the amount of time, like, you know, are you saying like three months, move from one job to the next job because you find enjoyment or would you say you should put in at least like a year somewhere 
kind of attitude. That, it's so interesting because talking generational. Yeah. I mean, I think the 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 number of jobs a person your age yeah. is experiencing. I mean, the average is so much higher than it was when we were yeah. um, coming up. And we, we would really, a lot of the, like even you, the, the jobs you just mentioned where you worked and mm -hmm. moved on, there's a specific break of why you moved on. I mean, you could have ended up at the tire factory forever. Right, this is, you the, know? This is the fifth job I've had yeah. since I graduated high school. One, two, three, and four were all moves because of money. See, mm. yeah. And because early in life, money is really real. Money is important always, but really important when you're trying to raise a family, buy a home, pay for cars and mm -hmm. things of that sort. So mm -hmm. you move to step up in your pay scale. Mm -hmm. yeah. Once I found the truck driving job, I was pretty much set where I'd always wanted to be. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I, I tell people that I don't remember a whole lot of things that my parents taught me, yeah. which is probably shows my attention span. But they also told me the thing I really remember the most is that um, if you work hard for the people you work for, you will always have a job. Mm. Being at a job for 42 years is unheard of anymore. Yeah. Not when your grandpa was working, yep. you know, or, or your great grandpa. Well, yeah. Th they worked a lifetime at the job. Working 42 years at a job is unheard of. Mm -hmm. And that's for two reasons. One, for your dedication to the job, and the other is your employer's dedication to you. Because mm -hmm. I am sure there are times in my career at Newsbomb where they could have let me go, mm -hmm. you know, for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. uh, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. They stuck with me. And one of the things that I think when we're looking for drivers now, I can't speak for recruiting, but I can give you my overview of recruiting, yeah. is, boy, we wish we could get people that would stick with us. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, give us a chance. Mm -hmm. The grass is not always greener on the mm -hmm. other side of the hill, which yeah. you think it is. I guess it's a fence, not a hill. You couldn't see the grass on the other side of a hill, could you? Mm. <laughs> no, probably not. But anyway, that uh, to, to, for, for have dedication to the people you're working yeah. for. Like you said, give it some time. There's yeah. going to be bad yeah. days, yeah. you know, but if you'd give it some time and know I'm here for the long haul, yeah. then I, I think that is part of yeah. having yeah. a good job. And you know, I, in my career, the, the hospital administration work environment was completely different mm -hmm. than, and you know, we talk about the culture at Newsbomb. It is really true. Hospital, when I was in hospital administration, it was, the environment was stressful yeah. all the time. Yeah. And there really was not a core of commitment from an employer or, or the employees. I mean, it, it was hard to come about. Yeah. And then, you know, then I went into manufacturing and that's just a, that's a tough environment to build a strong yeah. culture in where, 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 you know, all the employees that you need really want to back the purpose of the company and and you know the give and take yeah. and i tell people all the time i've never experienced a culture like Newsbomb in all my years of working and it's it's just it's an extra benefit i mean mm -hmm. you just don't get it a whole lot of places now i believe that the good companies realize the value of that now and and i think over time more and more companies, good companies are doing that, but I think Newsbomb's always been ahead of the curve. Well, and the, I think the ESOP program fuels that fire here at Newsbomb too. There's always been a family, a family culture here, even back in the day when it was the LTL division and, and uh, you, saw, you saw the drivers more often, but the fact that everybody is kind of knows people you know it seems like the the core of this company is a group of people that almost knew each other before they came to Newsbomb, yeah. or they knew somebody that knew somebody yeah that came to Newsbomb. you know and I think that's part of what's going on but I think the ESOP helps to to generate that mm -hmm. enthusiasm and stuff that hey you know if this place doesn't succeed then I don't succeed mm -hmm. but yeah. if it does succeed uh, we were talking just not too long ago about what it's what it's like to have a, a company on a found or, or a sound footing to work for in a troubled times. Oh. Yeah. You know, I mean, what this country's gone through and what the world has gone through in the last couple of years, there are people that are home right now that have been home for a year and a half, Yeah. you know, or almost yeah. two years and do not have a job. Yeah. And we've worked every single day. Yeah. Now we have an IT department 
second to none. Yeah. Let all you people work from home while we were still out here in the snow and ice. But I'm not bitter about any of that. <laughs> not at all. No. Um, but to, to know that they do what it takes yeah. to make the company go. And uh, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I came to News Palm, there was absolutely no desire whatsoever to work for like a trucking company, mm -hmm. right? I didn't know anything yeah. about yeah. transportation or anything like that. But I remember meeting Peg. How'd you get to work that day, your first day? Uh, yeah, a vehicle, a, a car. Okay, so she knows a little bit about <laughs> yeah. transportation. But I remember meeting Peg and asking how long she's been there. And she said yeah. like it was 20 years at the time. And mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, there's got to be something special here. Cause... Her second question was, why? Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I, you know, at my age, I really hadn't met people mm -hmm. that had been so committed and so devoted to one place so mm -hmm. that was um yeah a lot of evidence for me um that this is this is a place you want to stay around and you fit in well i mean you fit in very very okay. well here i almost almost felt bad for picking on her the other day uh, <laughs> what yeah. we're calling the cookie incident but i got over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you're eating cookies today i'm so eating cookies yeah that's right i got yeah one right here. yeah and i moved around safety recruiting to marketing but i love marketing because i get to know each person in different departments mm -hmm. so um yeah it's it's fun well, right there going back to the question you know what makes a career is mm -hmm. you, i would always the one line i would say is pursue what you love yeah because it, it makes a difference you know the old saying what is if you do what you love you never work a day in your life mm -hmm. and and that, those things are really true but sometimes it takes a long time well, to find I was just what you say, really want to do the path to what you love may yes, not be straight that's it absolutely yeah. true yeah 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 very good awesome um so here's a just specific little story for you gary um so bill was mentioning that he's been to a few christmas dinners um and he said that uh they did a white elephant exchange and he wanted to know um what did you receive one year for your white elephant well i got a drill a real nice drill is that what he was commenting on or did he didn't he didn't uh, no not that one. Oh, not that one i don't know i got a drill but he didn't give me the charger so i got, to, need, use, well, I got uh, to use it for just a little bit and, then, oh. <laughs> and it doesn't work anymore well, and i didn't throw it away i still have it so perfect. i think he was talking about um a pair of duck pajamas duck pajamas yes and i think they made me put them on before i left and um top. avis your wife received a license license plate bill? a license plate well someone stole bill's license yes, plate yes somebody who at the last minute did not have an exchange gift for this white elephant thing went out to the parking lot and took the front license plate off of bill's truck boy and then they wrapped it up and they stuck it in the white elephant exchange that just shows creativity uh, and so, so did bill know like that's my license plate once they got her opened up he did <laughs> But not until then. Is it like Bill W? No, I don't, well, it might have had William or something on it. I don't remember now. Because I probably wouldn't have noticed at all. Yeah. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know who wanted the plate, but Bill took it. <laughs> it yeah. was going to be his. It was going to be his. But the best story about White Elephant Gifts Exchange is that, that didn't get told when Brian and Matt were in here, mm -hmm. is, of course, we had Christmas dinners at bill and rebecca's for i don't know 10 years or more something like that and it was just a wonderful family experience they've got a table that's about well, what 40 foot 45 foot long or something like that you could put 25 or 30 people around this table uh, there was yes. and we would have uh the, all the photos that had been shot that year judy was a great uh, photographer and would take pictures of every little event that happened and so we would have a a, a, a slideshow going on but this one year, we had this gift exchange going on. And for a few years before that, come Christmas time, they would put some decorations up like they do now. And then people would put their own personal decorations up. And Brian had this Christmas tree, or we had, the company had this Christmas tree that got a little tacky. It was mm -hmm. a fiber optic tree and yes. probably stood about three foot tall and they'd put it on top <laughs> out here. And it got thrown away one year after Christmas, and Brian actually went to the dumpster and, threw, and, and brought it back in and had it back up again the next year. And after Christmas that year, somebody that was kind of has some authority in the company says, you got to get rid of that thing. Mm -hmm. And so 
I almost got to the dumpster with it, and I thought, nope, I'm keeping this. So I took it and took it home with me. The following year, for the gift exchange, I put that Christmas tree down inside of a box where you couldn't tell what it was and had it for our gift exchange gift. And during the year, Brian was a little a little upset Aww. come that Christmas that he couldn't find that tree. It wasn't down in the basement of the building. He didn't know where it was. His tree has got lost. And so we had this exchange and this tree went to the very last thing. I think we had told everybody but Brian, do not pick this box. And so the person just, and we also made sure that Brian had the last ticket. So he's going to get the trade yeah, for something. Yeah. Yep. And so the person and I, oh, I was trying to remember who it was that got the tree. Got the tree and they started unwrapping it. Brian's way down at the other end of the basement and that tree comes out. And everybody starts laughing. And Brian, I thought he literally was going to cry. Yeah, he got on his hands and knees and crawled across Bill and Rebecca's basement to get that Christmas tree and take it back. And so... The full circle of life, Aww. you know, Brian got his tree back again. Aww. It was just hilarious. And I know there's video of that. Absolutely. I absolutely know there's video yeah. of that. Wow. So Brian crawling for his little Christmas tree Aww. after it had been in the garbage. We should have had little pieces of toilet paper hanging off of it or something. That, yeah. That would have yeah. made it for tinsels. That's true. Yeah. Wow. That is so special. Oh, yeah. it was. <laughs> we had a lot of fun <laughs> doing that. Um, so another just you know technical question oh that's this is you okay if the soap dispensers were <laughs> all down in the entire company as they have been we want to know who would be able to fix them the fastest or fill them the fastest fill them well it just well it wouldn't be either one of us because we usually don't have soap to refill them that's why they're empty yeah but i i think we what would happen is we'd have a mad dash for the ladies supplies of soap that they have outside of the dispensers, right? Just the bottles? Yeah. Yeah. Just throw those on the counters and it's solved. It buys us time to fix them. And then it's off to Sam's. That's right. I yeah. don't even know if there's soap dispensers in the ladies' room. I think there's only- There is not because they, we can't fill those with the type of soap they like. Yeah. The new building doesn't have any. The north building has still has two and we <laughs> filled them when the building was new. <laughs> And it, they're still full of soap. They've never well, used the soap in the soap. The ladies only like the yeah, you like special, special, yeah, yeah. Now, if they if we could have chocolate chip cookie soap, yeah, that'd be I a would, good idea. that would be good in the men's room. Absolutely. That we would wash your, actually Absolutely. wash our hands a little more. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's. So who goes through toilet paper faster, men or women? <laughs> Gary, you're 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 <laughs> you're gonna have to answer that. Well, it depends because there are literally days that I think they're taking the toilet paper home with them. I'll come in on a Monday morning and there have been four rolls of toilet paper and two rolls, one in each dispenser, and they're gone. And I'm going, where in the world did all that toilet paper go? <laughs> so um, I would say probably the men do, but there are more men than there are women. Okay. Uh, so okay. that's Very probably the fair. reason why. Although... I'm going to say this. I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to say this. I cannot understand why men do not have the mechanical capability to change a roll of toilet paper when it runs out. Um. I mean, there it is. It's empty. I mean, do I need to have a class to go, you know, just pull that. That's on a spring. That'll pop right out of there. You put another roll on there, pop it back in. If it shoots across the floor, which it has on me before, go get it. Pick it up and put it back in there. Maybe you could make a YouTube video. Oh, a YouTube video. Yeah. Yes. I'd end yeah. up putting an eye out. Although yeah. I have safety glasses on now. Yeah, well, I, I have to say I'm very proud of my women that they do that. Well, yeah. very good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. good but yeah, that's uh that's uh they, we and we go through a lot of toilet paper, but there is absolutely. there's a lot of there's people, a lot of people here. here. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And what a great place. I mean, you yeah. know it's wonderful. So if you're thinking about working for Newsbomb, just know we have you covered. That's right. We have good toilet we will, paper. We, and we will keep the soap dispensers working one way or another. As much as we can. And <laughs> that is funny you brought up soap dispensers because we've had three or four different kinds since I've been out in, in maintenance. Yeah. Uh, trying to make people happy and trying to uh, uh, buy ones that we can get soap for mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. I 
think we may be at a point where we finally got it. I yeah. got a I got a thank you letter from IT the other day telling telling us thank you for the nice. Yeah, they like them. So yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. little things. Yeah, it is. It yeah. truly is. I mean, that's well, how, it, how they like foamy soap, and yeah. the ones we have now have They're, foamy yeah. soap come out. Yeah. yeah. You have to stop in one of the men's rooms sometime. I'll take you on a tour if you need to go. And when you decide to come on the maintenance crew, I will be so glad not to knock on the ladies' room doors and maintenance to make sure there's nobody in there. It is interesting. Ever since I've been doing this job and, and since Gary's been doing it, people are always saying, oh, you know, man, I'd like to be on the maintenance group i'd like i'd like to be in facilities you yeah. know well we of course we have a waiting list of people that are interested but but we always warn them you you might want to think about what you're wishing for yeah. because I, I i don't know if they think it's just all glamour you know and maybe that's just because gary's such a glamorous guy or i can't whatever, read this but, with these safety glasses uh -oh. on anymore what's that saying that you're at 11 7. Uh, 11 700 steps that's so far steps this you got in? And so far this here. morning and i've been sitting here for an hour what uh, so I average between 20 and 25,000 steps a day doing this job. And, and like Steve says, I'm enjoying this. This is just in my DNA yeah. to pick up stuff. You walk by, if there's something on the floor, you pick it up. Yeah. You know, it's, so the job's a good fit for me, but it's a hard job. It's 10 I'm, miles yeah. every day. I we mean, sweat miles. and, you know, we freeze in the wintertime. And we're here at four in the morning shoveling sidewalks so, so people can get in safely, you know. Yeah. There's there's a lot of satisfaction for me anyway in knowing that I'm doing the job and that the job is benefiting others, you know. Yeah. So there, there's some there's some selfishness there because it makes me feel good, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. but but it's yeah. There are people that would like to have like to be on the maintenance crew that I don't know that they would last very long. The <laughs> they might want to yeah. rethink it. They well, may retire at 22 or 23. <laughs> Well, maybe one day I'll just shadow. You know, we do have Absolutely. a program called Grow Red here where we get to pick someone to shadow. Absolutely. So. Wear your tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think that might wrap it up. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for... Well, now, um, do we get to take these cookies? Oh, or, yeah. Or is it just the reason I want to wrap it up is because I ate half of this cookie and I've been waiting to eat the other half. <laughs> well, I didn't know how good Ryan was on the uh, microphone here. I took a bite and I thought if he can hear every time I chew that, I better... Not eating yeah. more of it. Well, um, I'll put my glasses back down, and go. I will say thank you guys for you. joining us on the Terminal Exchange. Um, thank you. And we'll see you next time. All right, great. Bye. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of NewsBomb Transportation. NewsBomb is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on New Spom's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to newspom.com or newspomjobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then, go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, terminalexchange.org.